0: playing a game called High Low. All you have to do is you have to tell me the three most expensive ones. The three most expensive ones. Would you like to hear about them first? All right. Rich, tell us about it.
1: On ESPN 1000, it's Andrew and Hanley and uh, Brian, you are the conscientious one this morning as I'm scrambling to put a high-low together. you like, I got one. I got one. I think you dream of this stuff in your sleep, and you get up, and you have a notepad on your nightstand, right, like songwriters do, and you just jot ideas down? Well, you know, when I'm watching, so I'm watching these baseball games, and
2: mm-hmm. first of all, the over-under in most playoff games this season, FanDuel, uh, I look on my app every time. It's right around seven right occasionally you'll get a seven and a half total runs or six and a half but it's it they they it's postseason baseball we're expecting three two mm-hmm. four three uh five nothing in the in the game last night um you're not expecting ten to six and that's what you got with the Phillies in San Diego last night it was just crazy right right so my first uh, high low for you mr. Xander is uh the Phillies gave up four runs in the First inning to San Diego, top of the, you know, right out of the gate, San Diego first up, they put a four-spot cricket number on the board. Probably feeling pretty good about it. I would guess the uh, win probability was in the high 90s of that 90 percentage for San Diego. Of course, they didn't win. Um, So high-low, I'll set the number at five. In the history of baseball, how many teams have come back from a four-run deficit in the first inning to win a playoff game?
1: You set the number at five. Yeah. The history of baseball. All, All baseball. A lot of baseball. Yeah, a lot of baseball, a lot of years. Yep, a lot of games. Uh, I would say that, my friend, is low. It is high. Only,
2: only two times prior to... Only two uh, times? Prior to last night. So that was the third time in the history of the game. Only two times in baseball history... Has a team come back to win a game after allowing four or more runs in the top of the first inning in a postseason game? It was the Yankees over the Indians in Game One of 1997 ALDS, uh, and you'll remember this one, I'm sure, the Pirates over the Senators in Game Seven of the 1925 World Series. Oh yeah, that was that. That
1: was exciting. It was yeah. exciting. Listen, I, to I go back radio. and
2: rewatch that on a big
1: console radio that looked like a building.
2: <laughs> where they had the guy in the studio doing the sound effects. Yes, yeah, the Foley he,
1: artist, yes.
2: Yeah, he would He would take two pieces of wood. Hit two, that's a drive. <laughs> way back. And uh, as he's reading the Western Union ticker tape, as he's calling the game, because he's not there. You don't have think too many
1: Foley that. artists um, in radio anymore.
2: No, it, it's a lost art. Um, but, you know, occasionally when our comrex goes down, it feels <laughs> that way. Um, <laughs> but think about that. Uh, that that's That's how crazy... This Phillies team has been, and I'm going to put a little money on them today to win the World Series, just because it seems like it's their year, and and I know how. And, I, and
1: it, I get where you're coming from. I'm still stuck on the Astros just no, because. And, and, and you said it earlier in the show. Oh, without Tube, Tube, he just, just he just got his first hit yesterday, and they're steamrolling. And they're steamrolling, right? Okay. If so that there means he's getting hot, well, they're steamrolling yeah. extra. Yeah, well, that's what the White Sox kept telling us.
2: Once they start hitting, it's, uh, everything's going to be okay. But it's okay for him when he's not hitting, so I guess it might be okay.
1: All right, I'm going to take my high-low away from sports. Tis the season, Halloween's coming up.
2: I thought it was uh, Christmas already. Yeah,
1: well, you know, uh, yeah, some stores would make you think so. That's why I stay <laughs> out of stores. Yeah, right. So um, I, I am going to set the number here at 11. Tis the season with the candy being bought and everything. By the way, there is a candy shortage. Of course, right? There's a shortage really? of everything. Yeah, I'm not too concerned. Supply chain? Supply uh, yeah, and chain? sure. And they're stuck in a barge, you know, out in the ocean somewhere. Um, <laughs> Kids, I'd love to
2: give you something, but you yeah. gotta go to you're going to have to wait the for the barge to uh, yeah. come
1: into Long Beach and then it's shipped yeah. here. Yeah. All right, so um, number of pieces of candy corn I have ingested this year so far. The number is at 11, Brian.
2: Oh, I was going to say it. I, I didn't know you were counting, and it would scare me if there was in the hundreds. Um, hey, just 11. That's the number. 11. And so are you getting the, you got the halloween size bags, the mini bags? I, I can't really divulge like that. I can't okay. divulge that. I'm going to say that is low. Low.
1: Uh, that is high, Brian. <laughs> I don't eat that stuff. Zero. No, zero, zero, zero. Do I, I don't have candy little kids candy around the corn. house anymore. No, the right. candy corn. I don't have little kids around the house anymore, so I don't have to deal with that. Yeah. I, um, every year when I would go to the jewels to
2: get my Halloween candy um, to give out, it, it seemed like every year, the last five, six years, I had to increase it by like five bags because 8.30 at night, the doorbell's still ringing, and I'm down to... You're not like doing a the top.
1: self-serve thing, right? Where you leave a bowl out, and you get no, the bowl stole, no, stolen? because that's
2: gone at about 4.05 yeah, in, the, right. in the evening. Um, no, but I, I was up, I think I was up to, like, 30 bags. What? And yeah. I mean, neighborhood is just nuts. <laughs> I mean, it's just... They they eat candy corn and all the other crap. And I don't... I mean, I, I kind of pride myself into... Even though I i don't I, I mean i go there and look and spend some time like whether you know what's the newest thing the kids want you know what it, it, it's just because i like you the, doing the research and everything well i mean i just stand in the aisle like like an, a dope looking at everything i'm like i like the old hershey bars plain chocolate you know i, I could live on that or reese's peanut butter cups but you know there's there's a you're doing perceptual
1: studies and demographic well, analytics yeah. to see what the kids yeah, want yeah.
2: there's a test kitchen involved and wow. uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, there's the, the glow-in-the-dark sucker or whatever. I mean, it, you know, the, it's not just candy corn anymore, Mr. Xander. So well, thank I, I you. Don't, I don't want to be the guy on the block who just, you know, runs out of candy. One, that's the worst sin you can commit. But, two, you know, give them stuff. because well, they'll that, remember your address. You well know, yeah, then here come the eggs.
0: <laughs> Turn off your porch light, it's over. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and, and we're the, eggs. Well,
2: Yeah, and then <laughs> yeah, the porch light goes off, and I, some people on the block would put out signs, all out of candy. You're, I mean, well, don't be that guy. It, up your, your candy game yeah, up your and game. increase. No, that's true. Increase, and then some years, you know, oh, I'm out of candy. Here's a quarter. You know, how many quarters do I have in the big coin dish, right? Because you don't want to go empty-handed. But, I, I mean, I went from, like, 15 bags to over 30 in the course of three
1: years. That is absolutely insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, all right. Uh, you're up.
2: Okay. Uh, so, uh your your Astros are having a fine time against the uh, the hated Yankees. The Bronx Bombers, anything but right now in, in this series, and um, they're about to be going home a lot sooner than anyone would have thought back the way they were steamrolling in the middle of the season. Uh, 205, the batting average for the New York Yankees collectively in this series against Houston the team is batting two oh five. Is that high or low? I would say that's high, Brian. You are absolutely correct. They what are batting, and, and I know it's an old school stat, but they stink whether you go new gen stats or old stats. Right. I mean, it's .128. twenty eight
1: one twenty eight .128. 128. Wow. I mean. The, uh, the Astros can pitch, but boy, the Yankees are not helping themselves at all. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's you're not going to get that done. is sitting now. There's one of the uh, you know consistent hitters for the Yankees. They don't have him. They they're missing some players, but they have people on the field to get it done. And they're not. I mean, they almost went
2: six six innings of shutout. You know uh, they did get shot last night. But I mean they they don't even have the good intention. Thirteen strikeouts in sixteen innings. I mean they're they're not even putting the bat on the ball. Aaron Judge. Again, I don't it's gonna be interesting because the, the Yankees fans are, are done with him. What have you done for me lately? He's five for thirty two with fourteen strikeouts in the playoffs, not just against Houston, but to this point. And I I you know, I don't know they're all of a sudden everyone's blaming him for So their I guess words.
1: I guess the fans would rather have a World Series championship than him holding a record. Which well I, I kinda stuff. get, but you can't you can't do that to him. I, look, how many other teams would gladly welcome Aaron Judge? Well, that's
2: you know, I, I, is he is he a, a slam dunk to go back to the Yankees because they're going to pony up the most money, or if the money's equal, will he
1: want the wait? Yeah, you brought that up out last week, and and yeah. you know, I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe he wants to be in New York and he can uh, turn a blind eye to all that, but. I don't know. Or is he going to say, "Okay,
2: you, you know, you you're I've had enough me. Of this. You're yeah. me," and I, you know, he he's first to admit he's not doing you know, his, his job. But
1: if the money's equal, maybe right. he, he takes uh, his, his talent somewhere else. Hey, hey, it, seems, they, it seems like the Yankees wouldn't let him go, but they may not have that ability to keep him. And
0: if they get swept, I, I think you know he starts to question his mind. Like it, yeah, it's a little maybe. little teeter totter there. Maybe if they get swept.
1: Maybe. All right, uh, I've got one more, and then you can wrap it up with yours. Okay, Uh, tis the season again, but this isn't about Halloween. I see political signs everywhere. We all do, right? Okay, I'm getting them on my phone
2: today. I got like three of them. This random, hey, you know, are you voting for fill in the blank? I'm
1: like, how'd you get my phone number? Oh, it's so aggravating. So aggravating. Well, I I thought you meant you were actually getting the signs on your phone, which would be even more aggravating. Okay. Whenever
2: and, and, and in the city, you know, the people signs knocked... with the
1: stars and the stripes and all
2: this kind yeah. of stuff, well, people, you know? people in the city I mean, they these, you know, campaign workers, they knock on your door. Hey, can, I, can you put a sign in your window? No. no, no, no. That'd be the quick answer.
1: Don't knock on my door again. <laughs> you got to put uh, the sign on the door. I'm out of candy and I'm not yeah, putting no... your sign in my window. Yeah, all right. And stop texting me. <laughs> yeah. Number of political signs I see in my drive in. Oh my okay. god. The number is at nine hundred ninety-seven. Is that high or low? That's low. That's just the Ohio feeder. right? Yeah, fifteen hundred seventy-six, and I lost count. I mean, all along the <laughs> highway, right? I mean, some guys pulling over. He was and, right. And, and, that was low.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just <laughs> who gets out of their car at the at the interchange and you know vote for this judge, and and I love that because. I actually go to the Chicago Bar Association and see who they recommend, because why we're voting for judges and you have no idea who they are. Um, right,
1: right. You end up voting for uh, it seems like uh, he, I, I like his name. Yeah, they all try to go with
2: the Irish name in Chicago. They, they actually change their name legally to you know, Pat,
1: <laughs> right. Pat O'Brien. That, Sullivan that'll, that'll, get you, yeah, that'll get you elected. All right. You got the last one here.
2: Yeah, uh, you mentioned the fact that the Houston Astros have not yet lost in the um, in the postseason, correct? They mm-hmm. are six and zero, uh, and headed to the um, to the World Series. And my question is: seven seven teams have had had longer win streaks in the postseason without uh, a loss than the Houston Astros. that high or low?
1: That would seem low. That is high. That is high. Okay.
2: The 2014 Royals, were they won eight consecutive games, and guess what? They lost in the World Series. So they had a win streak of eight games. The 2020 Braves uh, had a seven-game win streak. They lost in the NLCS. I see a pattern here, which makes me want to bet the Phillies even more. The 2007 Rockies had... Seven game win streak, they lost in the World Series, right? Yep. The 1976 Reds seven game win streak. Who? Here's one. They won the World Series. They did. So, and and now here come your Astros at a six game win streak. So they're in a rarefied air. But just because the things are going well right now, the, a lot of teams that uh, have gone ahead and had the win streak to open up the play, playoffs. Yeah. They got to the World Series, and they didn't hoist the uh, trophy. No oh, champagne for that. Well,
1: uh, yeah, I I see I see why you're back in the Phillies on that one. I, I still think the Astros have some unrealized potential in Altuve hitting now. Maybe some of the other players will cool off. That's if he hits more. He got his first hit yesterday, but you would think that hopefully that breaks the ice. Their pitching is still solid, so we'll see. We'll see for sure. Yeah. All right. It's oh, been great. I mean, yeah, I was tell it you, has it's been. been a great October. It has been. And if you're a baseball fan and you're not watching the playoffs because neither one of your home teams are in there, you should you should watch them because it has been great. The Padres are a complete surprise. Uh, Astros are not a surprise. The Yankees are a surprise in the other way, you know, yep. to where they are just not playing. And, and the Phillies are so, uh, a good surprise, too. So. All right, uh, we're going to come back and talk a little more baseball. I want to talk about uh, managers and how much they mean to their teams and uh, talk about the Phillies and how maybe that might have uh, changed things for the Southsiders. Maybe, maybe not. N- never really uh, able to tell at this point, but uh, it's fun to talk about. We'll do that after this here on ESPN 1000.
3: Welcome back to Xander and Hanley on ESPN Chicago.
1: Chicago is home for sports. Xander and Hamley, ESPN 1000 in the old National Bank studio. It's a sunny Sunday morning here till noon. And I want to bring up baseball. We were just talking about uh, baseball in high-low, Brian. Uh, Rob Thompson, not a household name by any stretch of the means. Certainly, Joe Girardi is more so here in Chicago because of his history with the Cubs, right? You would agree on that. Yeah, local kid, Peoria. I mean, you know. Yep, yep. And uh he, was
2: going to be the Cubs manager at some point, and people were hoping that that, that was going to be the case?
1: Never happened. Uh, he, he ran the Yankees for a while, and he was the manager to start this baseball season with the Philadelphia Phillies. June 22nd, the Phillies were at 22 and 29. Despite Was uh, Bryce Harper hurt at that point? Was he hurt earlier so. in the season? Yeah. I think so.
2: Oh, he absolutely was. Because remember, we, I kept saying... We were talking about all the White Sox injuries. I'm like, I don't see any Bryce Harper on their injured list. Yes,
1: that's that's exactly right. So you had Bryce Harper that wasn't on the team, and they were at 22-29, and ownership pulled the plug, and they said, uh, that's it, Joe, you're gone, and replaced him with Rob Thompson. Now, Thompson, I should say, no PNR. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) look what's happened. We're, we're talking about the Phillies. You, you're you're going to put some money on the Phillies to win the World Series. So that obviously was a change for the better. Why did that work? And we, we want to take your opinions: three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. Did he have the right team that was just unmotivated by Joe? Did Joe have the wrong approach? How did that work? And would a, a change on the South side back in June would that have jump-started our team? Now, obviously, the teams are not equal. We don't have a Bryce Harper. We don't even have a Kyle Schwarber. It's two different teams. But would it it made would it have made a difference? Well, the, the South division
2: South. the division certainly was there for the taking. I mean, it, it wasn't the toughest division in baseball by any stretch, right? So Well,
1: well, as advertised in the beginning, uh, the Twins were pretty tough and then they they got hit by the injury bug. I mean, Buxton's a a Sox killer. And then the Guardians came out of nowhere. I mean, right, on but, paper but they should not have been as good as they were. If you launched Tony La Russa when the situation was
2: screaming that right. the manager gets fired, whether mm-hmm. you believe that managers impact anything or not um it's just what happens in baseball you have to change something and the
1: easy thing to do and it's been done forever is to to launch the manager right and there are a lot and, of people that don't agree with that they think that that is not uh what you should do the managers don't have that much influence no, well I don't okay
2: but that. i'm with you that they they set a culture they set a tone now mm-hmm. joe Girardi's old school is, is he a red uh you know got the red rear end going and was he wearing his welcome out in the clubhouse? And yet we sat there, you and I uh, were in agreement that Tony La Russa was going the other way and trying to throw an arm around guys when they maybe should have needed a, a, a you know boot up the butt right.
1: to get moving. And by but June, it, it was pretty obvious.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, uh, Jerry Reinstorf, the man who's got all the power, had hired him without Rick Khan or maybe even Kenny Williams saying that's a good thing to do. And he wasn't going anywhere until the unforeseen health issues popped up, and and he took you know he, he went uh, went away because he he was doctors were told told him it's too stressful. Right. But and you're it- right, Rob Rob Thompson. Everything the guy's done, all of a sudden the, everyone's hitting. Reese Hoskins is is showing up in the postseasons after the postseason after he's been getting booed all year. Um, you know the fact that he started Bailey Falter yesterday and. Guy hadn't pitched since October fifth, and he was trying to get three innings out of him. And next thing you know, there's a four spot up there, and he doesn't last an inning. And they find a way to win that game. I mean, and, and everyone in the dugout is decisively nice win that game. They're all chanting twenty-seven outs. I mean, there's that that culture, that message, that you, the buy-in, that these guys all believe that even down four for nothing, they had plenty of time to
1: come back. And guess what? Third time in history, they did it. And up until this year, Girardi wasn't really a liability in Philadelphia, right? Uh, apparently not. No, but but you but know, that's a the- quick, decisive change. They saw what was happening and they decided to put a stop to it and try to save the season in right. June. In June, yep. when there was plenty of baseball left to play, and he could have had the argument of, "Well, there's plenty of baseball left to play. This is Joe. He's leading the team. There's a chance to turn it around." They said no. We're not going to do that. We're pulling the plug now, and we're moving on.
2: And, and we even saw it when Tony stepped aside. You've got you got a two week boost, and that normally happens. You know, when a when an in season manager change, managerial change is made, you get some sort of bump, and maybe there's a win streak that ensues. But to, to see but that was the, almost too
1: the, late, right? Well, absolutely. Yeah. I'm,
2: I'm totally with you on this. Yeah. They, they, I mean, I tweeted at one point after uh, what game. I was like, this is like the sixth game. If I was Rick Hahn and I actually had the authority to do it, I'd be sitting in Tony's office waiting for him to show up after the game to tell him his services are no longer needed. That, there were that many games where you just say, okay, June, enough, got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still here in July. Here's another one. You, know, you walked him with one one and two count. and you, What? You put him on base? Got to go. I mean, how many
1: times did we see – a game go the wrong way, or a decision was just a head scratch. Way too many times. Way too many Absolutely. times. Absolutely, and and it happened early. And and again, I go back to June third. You have two months of baseball, a little more than two months of baseball, in the books, plenty of the season to uh, to play yet, and they pulled the plug on Joe Girardi. Who it's not like he was the first time manager. No, he's, a, he's a World Series. He's a That's World right. Series. That's right. That's right. Exactly. So they had. The foresight to say we're going to put an end to this now, and we are going to move forward. Now, maybe they knew something that we didn't know that Rob Thompson was a lock. He was the best possible situation from a household name point. We had no idea really who he hey, was. He was interrupted up until October tenth. It could be dumb luck uh, that that yeah, the, right. things have worked out for him. But mm-hmm. but the,
2: the thing is, they did what was the situation called for, and what's been done in baseball forever. They made a change.
1: And it was a tough choice, I'm sure. But they made a change when they had to. They did not drag their feet. They did not take the time to say, look, there is time to turn it around.
2: Yeah. I mean, and look, Rob Thompson said after the game last night, he said, I've had so much good fortune. I make sure that I don't get hit by a bus when I cross the street. This is a big time game. They came through. He realizes how things have all fallen into place for him since he took over. And it, it, good fortune, good luck. I mean, that's part of it. Good players, that's certainly part of it. When yep. you got guys like Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber having the postseason to remember, and Reese Hoskins, uh, Hoskins woke up from whatever he was, you know, doing during the regular season, and and the bullpen's been really good, uh, really, really good. All that stuff falls into place. But the fact is, to your point, they made a change when the situation absolutely said. You can't allow this. You're seven games under 500 this early. You can't wait another month to see where you're at. You got to go now
1: because it's too late. And and Miguel yeah. Cairo say, and we talked about how uh, the situation here in Chicago on the south side. It was all about Tony Larusa, and and the only way he was not going to continue would be if he took himself out. Now doctors took him out, right? But that ultimately you know that was on his side it wasn't jerry saying you're fired or it wasn't nope. rick Hahn or kenny williams saying you're fired so tony was never going to be fired and right and he said when he was being
2: questioned about it on a regular basis when if i think that that they've tuned me out or they're not listening to me or the, you know that all of a the players aren't aren't behind me i would walk away so we all sat, sat there and said okay when is this um, going to happen when is right. he going and would to he see do this? it? Would he actually do it? Right. Would he follow up on his words? Because it looked like the players weren't responding to him and, and, and things weren't happening, and yet he was still there until the doctors told him it's time you you can't keep doing this. You're gonna you're you know, you're gonna
1: be in real serious trouble here if you continue on. Just imagine if it were June third, around the time that Girardi got the boot, that Tony said, You know what? They're not listening to me. I've got some health concerns. You know because I would assume that he was he was dealing with some of that even early on in the season. I'm going to step aside, and Miguel Cairo took over at the beginning of June. Well, or imagine that have made no-
2: a uh, a very obvious difference. Well, imagine if he actually had an owner who allowed his his front office people recon, you know, ostensibly the general manager make the call, even though he wasn't allowed to make the call on the hiring. But it, it, but um, I was told he was never going to be fired. And that you and I had a better chance of getting struck by lightning twice, not once, twice. Right. Those were the odds of of Tony, he wasn't getting fired. So Rick Khan had to sit there and bite his tongue and and you know disappear and not be out in front of the microphones and just let this thing play out. Hard because... to do your
1: job when somebody doesn't let you do your job. I mean that's the way Amen. it looks from here, right? Amen. And and at some point
2: I said if I was Rick Khan, I'd wake up one day it's and say, be another okay, gig
1: out there somewhere. Where he has yeah, a I mean the influence.
2: money's nice, the title's nice. There's only a handful of these jobs out there, and is he and, a hometown guy too, Rick? I believe, I believe so. Yeah, I think so. and he's I think he's so. got like eight diplomas. I mean, Northwestern, Stanford. I think he's he's a north uh, suburban guy. I'd have to check that, but
1: well, he's so been there with are the of reasons forever. why you would want to stay. But right. Um, it was obvious it wasn't his choice, you know. And, and again, this is uh, just a, a bit of pointless conjecture. But the idea of Miguel Cairo getting that team in June might have made enough of a difference. Enough of a difference, because he started talking about accountability right away. And that's no, the, I, I, you know I don't I, I can't imagine any fan saying that that doesn't matter.
0: And, and who knows if right? Who knows if they go and do what the Phillies are doing. But it, it's just not even that yeah. much, just a little bit. And it, it's just, they could have won the division. Exactly. That's, that's my point. Us coming in and seeing good baseball on the South side, right? Not the train wreck that happened at the end. And right. we're just dragging it was along. It a little the end too little, a
1: little too late with Miguel well, it, taking it over when he did. One thing you didn't see was Le- uh, Le- uh, Laurie Garcia in the lineup, and uh, that, that is uh, that is called uh, addition by subtraction. Exactly. If, if, I mean, he, if, if he didn't he, play he, as much. I mean, he didn't get a he didn't get a whiff of any playing time in the last month.
2: No, so, but that the just little things like that that mm-hmm. Miguel had obviously sat there and said, "Why are we doing this again?" I mean, he might have said it to himself, but. You know, here comes uh, our Tony. Everyone loves Lurie. Let's—we got to have him in the lineup for no apparent reason. I,
0: I think. And, sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, I think too. It's it's such it's such an important lesson now that we look back on it because you, you're not. We we can't go down this road again, right? With this with this franchise. Nope. It, I mean, obviously, we, I feel like it, we hit rock bottom. I feel,
1: I feel like that. I'm not sure Jerry feels like but, that. But but like
0: the front office of the White Sox should look at what the Phillies did, and next time they're in that same situation, you're at crossroads, which way am I going to go? You better consider that other situation
1: harder. Yep. And, or, and or quick, feel, it's all about or, timing. It's all about timing. Or feel free to
2: actually go out and, and put together a roster with much more talent and, you know, and, and not that. have – And actually win more than three playoff games in the last 30 years or however it's
1: been. I mean, it's just it's it's brutal. Well, uh, you know, the next manager that they hire is got to be the one that sticks. And it can't be, you know, I don't want Ozzie. To be honest with you, and I know we're up against break, I don't want Ozzy. I love Ozzy. Thank you, Ozzy, for what you did for the 05. Thank you for playing as hard as you, and as well as you did for my 80s White Sox and uh, and uh, taking them to the World Series in 2005. I don't want to move back anymore with yeah. any old I- players or whatever. Joe Espada, that sounds great to me. Let's move ahead. We'll, we'll find out soon enough, I suppose. Yep. Three one two three three two three. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: it's, Jim Tomey, your new manager, yeah, hold up see? the jersey. Yeah, put that's the jersey on, Jim. Him.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. no, Jim, no, Jim. I'm sure you'll be fine, but I want somebody established from a winning organization. I think that came out of Rick Hahn's mouth, so we'll hold him to it. All right, uh, we'll come back. We're doing uh, the Postman. We are reading the New York Post, so you don't have to. And there's always so much to read in that rag. We'll do that after we come back here on ESPN 1000.
0: Chicago's Home
3: for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
1: All right, before we get to the postman segment, we've got a couple of calls. I guess we uh, lit the town on fire just a little bit talking about the White Sox. Let's go to Al from uh, Portage Park. Hey, Al, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, what's up, fellas? Thanks hey. for taking my call. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so uh, you know, I, we had spoken a uh, few times over the summer during the Sox yeah. season, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, the the Sox had so many injuries, and, and every position was injured for an extended period of time, and it really took the steam out of the season. Um, but what it did do, and I, we had talked about this, is exposed the Sox for what they, what their problems were, and and the problems were, they bad defense and bad base running. And they just didn't have that. And, and you know, saw Cleveland did everything the Sox couldn't do, and the Sox ended up Well, accountability comes in there, right? And if Miguel Cairo takes over the team in June, I, I happen to think that there was enough. And, and there were some games that Tony made some questionable calls. You know, off the top of my head, you know, maybe Miguel gets them 10 more wins. That would have made a difference in the division. Now, I'm not saying that it, they would turn into the Phillies. I'm not saying that they would go to the World Series. I'm just saying it would have made enough of a difference. Potentially. Well, in the last week, and Al, in the last week, and Mark, you know this, last week of the season, you
2: heard guys speaking the truth that, you know, that the clubhouse wasn't united and they, they stunk all year. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of implying that it, the, the lip service that was being paid earlier in the season, that everything was going to be all right and we're all – in this thing together um it wasn't the case now the the cleveland is the youngest roster in baseball so that's a whole different dynamic but they said they would go, you know go through a wall for terry francona uh mm-hmm. and it's much easier to sell that to a young group of guys who are trying to make a name in the league or in, in major league baseball that's versus right. a bunch of guys who are getting paid uh, too much maybe and not bringing it every day but you know the dynamic in cleveland was certainly in in stark contrast to what was going on in the south side
1: yeah i I guess, you know, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and defend La Russa, but I don't know that it was all his fault. I just think the Sox, you know, their, their liabilities were exposed with all the injuries. They they were. And thank you, Al, for the call. But I do think that uh, an intervention earlier in the year, however, that would have went down, might have made the difference in five to 10 wins. And that would have been the, uh, what you needed to win the division wasn't he wasn't the
2: only problem but I mean when he questioned Johnny Cueto, who questioned what was going on you know like if we have any fight we better bring it if we have any and then Tony's like well you know basically Johnny you know he's a veteran he shouldn't be saying stuff like that someone had to say it and I, then the lesson right the season, and that was just the
1: tip of the iceberg of how that clubhouse yeah. it just wasn't right all right one more call here Paul in Valpo hey Paul you're on ESPN 1000
3: Hey, guys. Uh, great. I, I get the, you know, obviously with the Phillies about the quarter of the World Series, the, you know, the comparison. But, I, you know, when you keep saying it may have made a difference, we'll never know, obviously. Right. But I think it goes back to this, the, the blame has been on La Russa from the beginning. This has been a 500 team since the second half of last year. The players have underachieved. The previous caller, Al, had a great point. These guys were, were made out probably overrated to begin with because of the talent. You got your five tool in Robert, and Eloy's going to hit Steve Stone. Eloy's going to hit 50 if he can stay healthy. Can't field, injury prone, whatever you want to call it. The, the players underachieved. I don't know if mixing the manager would have made a huge difference. Uh, Cairo's a perfect example. He comes in, he makes a difference. They go 14 and 6 or something, uh, but, but no one gave him a lack or, you know, uh, discredited him for when they lost eight in a row and completely blew themselves out of the playoffs. Right. That didn't go against Cairo's record because Tony wasn't there. It was positive against Tony. Tony's gotten way too much blame in this. Han and the players really should get more blame. And I, and I think moving forward, you know, you guys know that La Russa was undercut from the beginning. It's Tim Anderson's team, and Tony has to do what Tim Anderson wants. Those players got too high on themselves and never won a playoff game. They wanted to change the game instead of, like Steve Stone said, they should have changed the culture. The guy's got two cocky And where does the
1: culture come from?
3: The player, I mean, the, Tim Tim Anderson was the one who was supposed to create the culture. Yeah. Tony came in and they said, he can't mess with Tim Anderson. He's got to have a private meeting with Tim Anderson. Because Tim, An- this is Tim Anderson, that's Look, exactly I, what they said. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm
1: not defending, I'm, uh, thank you for the call, Paul. I am not defending Tim Anderson at all. No. I've been pretty vocal about maybe it's time to move on from him, as long as we can capitalize on what he could bring in some kind of trade. But I, look, the culture starts, you, you've got to have the right person leading the clubhouse. That's what this discussion is about. I would agree that the White Sox did not, they were underachievers. I would agree on that. But it does start with the manager. And the proof is what happened in Philadelphia. No, it's not the same team. No, we do not have a Bryce Harper or a Kyle Schwarber. But I'm telling you, I feel that Miguel Cairo earlier, that switch, or maybe a switch to somebody else, whoever, getting Tony out of there and leading a strong leader might have made a difference in five to 10 wins. And that might have, that would have been the difference in the division, especially if it were head to head wins. Well, all those things can be true and I believe are yep. true I, I i you know Tony
2: wasn't the right guy; he wasn't the only problem by a long shot. I mean you didn't have a twenty home run hitter in this you know, in this entire clubhouse, and he had all the you know, our call is right they've been five hundred teams since the all star break of last year. All those things can be true, but the easiest move you could have made you couldn't rebuild the roster on the fly you couldn't go find and then you know Rick Hahn should be guilty as charged when he did next to nothing. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. All right. should be all are absolutely true, but that might have been the quickest path to buy it's you the five easiest, to ten wins. It's
2: it's the easiest move with no resistance except from the owner. I mean, it was the obvious move that wasn't right. made. And the right. other stuff, I, I'm with you. They could have at least won the division. I'm not saying they were
1: gonna go nobody's saying the that this team would turn into the Phillies. That is no. not what we're saying. No. And you're just pointing to point what happened there in Philadelphia and how it made a difference. And the and the, the accountability on the players, self accountability, leadership in the clubhouse, that
2: falls on the players, but it falls on the manager. And it's all can be true, and I think it all is true. You had guys who were getting paid a lot of money to do next to nothing, and they got comfortable doing that. And all the I mean, there's a whole list of wrong here, and it'd be interesting to see how much of
1: it they can correct in this off season. Right. We're going to take a break and come back, and uh, we're going to post up for you here on ESPN 1000. Wait! Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. Wait! hey, 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 Mr. Bozeman. ESPN oh, 1000, man. well, the New York Post covers the world like only oh, they yeah. can, and we read it so you don't have to. Please, Over please. to Brian Hanley for a story from the new york post you just need to know about brian well, yeah i was going to bring to the table
2: the uh why kanye screamed at charlemagne the god who i don't know that um uh, about pete davidson apparently pete davidson's big in the business um because he kept screaming my my wife is bleeping someone with a 10 inch bleep but i'm not doing that <laughs> you're not going not down there do you're not going no, down there okay. no so to speak um Brett, I know you're a big Reddit guy, right? So uh, this New York Post story, yeah, I know you're on Reddit. I'd stand at (laughs) 6'3". Reddit, uh, which uh, they listed 75 things annoying people say. And I guess, you know, if it's only 75, we'd be okay. Um, And you can guess some of the obvious ones. Like, I don't mean to be rude, but no offense. And you know what's coming after that, right? right? Nothing but offense. But here's some offense, yeah. Yeah, and, and the newest ones, uh, hello, let's unpack this, and uh, the variation Oh, that's is,
1: driven me nuts for like uh, a couple of years now.
2: The variation
1: is there's a lot to unpack there. Yes, I mean, and, and, and I would I'd be watching some news program. Maybe I'd stumble on Anderson Cooper. He's like, let's unpack this. It's know, like, right? no, no, there's no luggage here. Stop in this, with that. In, in this business, you and I have heard
2: this. Do you know who I am? Right? Don't you know who I am? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know. You're a D list whatever and you're trying to act like you're somebody and, and that's a quick way to really get a bad name in any business, but
1: you know, there's so, it's so say if you Scream that at a restaurant at the waiting wait service. Yeah, and, and try to pull that with a police
2: officer and see how many tickets you end up getting. Right? Don't <laughs> right. you know who I am? Yeah, you're the guy who's getting three citations now. Um and, and here's one. The people you're standing there waiting for a train or something, thinking about something, and someone says, Why don't you smile? You should smile. I'm like, oh,
1: that drives me nuts. Yeah. Look, it's okay to have a resting. What do they call it? Resting bitch face. Uh, You know, it's okay (laughs) to have that. You know, if you're just standing there with a non-expression. Why do you have to be standing there smiling at nothing? Now, I've never heard some of these other ones. Like, here's one. I always keep it real. And a lot of people
2: cannot handle the truth, which I speak. Okay. That, that is just so. If you have to say that. Oh my good Lord. All right. I I, I did have a former boss who was, it's a win-win, it's a win-win, it's a Uh, win-win. We all get stuck
1: in that crap, I know. Right. It's probably come out of my mouth, too.
2: uh, So next time you're on Reddit, you you can see the other 60 or so of them.
1: Okay, let me unpack this for you, Brian. Okay? (laughs) I see what you (laughs) did there. A TikToker, and this is according to the New York Post, claims in a series of viral videos that two men came to pick up from school a five-year-old girl they both had been told was their daughter what yeah sheena jackson who says she works at the front office of an undisclosed school recounted in a series of videos why she's videotaping this i'm not sure how the men have been both listed in the as the young girl's emergency contact and they both arrived at the school at roughly the same time to take the child home they both look at each other according to uh, sheena and said why are you checking my child out who are you? And he was like, who are you? What do you mean? I'm her dad. Well, a fight broke out in the parking lot. And the mom showed up because there was only one real mom. And she had to straighten things out. So, if you ever go to pick up your kid and guys, and there's another guy saying that there's that's their kid, it's but probably I mean, not going to end
2: well. Well, I mean... Either or both of them should be able to say one look and that's not my child. I mean, I I'm, I'm a little well, I, I, I I'm a guess. little
1: confused. Uh, well, yeah, you they, know, it is a TikToker claiming. You know, yeah. we, we don't. It, I would like to believe that everything on the internet is true. I mean, did they just roll, totally sure?
2: Did they just roll out a Jerry Springer show and uh, you are yes. the father? They just had the test. I mean, did, that's did the Maury
1: Povich thing. Yes. Oh, yes. Maury Povich. Yeah. yeah, yeah that. Is, well, I
2: mean, it's all the, it, it all runs together, doesn't it? I, yeah. It's just i mean you get to the school and that's not my kid why'd you call me um and the other one says, "That's not my kid."
1: And then the the mom, you know, then the mom has to come and said, uh, "That's well, not my I, kid I listed, Yeah, I, mean, I listed three dads. Did they all? Uh, there was a priority dad and a backup dad, and then a uh, an alternate dad. Did they, they? None of them showed up. Well, she. I mean, this is why sounds messy. Context. If that was real, it sounds awfully messy. And the mom's got a lot to explain, and and the poor kid. Yeah. If that's the, real, things, if it's the things that most families don't go through. You yeah. Know, when you list, can I take that for emerging? 500, Brian. Yeah. Things that when, most families don't have to go through for 500. Yeah,
2: like when, when, you know, your dad is listed or your mom's listed as the person to call when something unfortunately happens at school, that, that's usually who shows up. Yeah. I, I don't. You
1: know. Well, that uh, that's uh, that's preferred. That's preferred. All right. So we've got to wrap up these Twitter polls before we get out of here. Brian, uh, you had a Bulls Twitter poll, right? I
2: did. Uh, because uh, it's only three games in, but there's uh, trouble here in uh, Bulls' land. Um, what's the biggest concern of your Chicago Bulls? The offense, the defense, health, or Patrick Williams, Patrick if we want to really get specific. That's super Jay specific. How Cantu? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how'd that? Uh, how'd the vote go down?
0: Leading the Bulls' charge is Patrick Williams at 39.7%. Wow, 7%.
1: Brian, you had pick that.
0: And then right behind, health. 33.2%.
1: See, I, see. I say health because that affects anybody. And, and obviously it's affecting Zach Levine. What did of offense
2: and defense, just for curious uh, curiosity's sake? Uh,
0: defense was third at 18 and offense at 8%. Wow. There's,
2: they're averaging 104 points a game, that, and they're like the third fewest points on average in the
1: league. And so, okay, it's only 8%. <laughs> that just okay. says that there's a lot wrong. Three yeah, two, there's three a lot games of games in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Bears' total number is set at 15.5 points for tomorrow's game against the Patriots. What is the bet, over or under? Jake Cantu?
0: I agree. Going under 62.5%.
2: Oh, see, I'm right now I'm going to open up the Fanduel app and go over because I'm a contrarian. It better be over 15.5 points. Yeah, I'm going,
1: I'm going over, too.
2: After ten days and and yeah. self scouting and and self scouting and
1: everybody's healthy and always and ride the for under the for world. me. Always ride always the true. under.
2: Yeah, you worry about Dak Prescott today, okay, Mister Mister Boy? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, how about they them Got Cowboys? a lot to
1: worry about over there. That's yeah, really well. Weird. Not really. are well, going well. I mean, well. you do, but you don't. You don't want to think Zach is a our Dak. Zach, Dak yeah. is a. Um, <laughs> Zach's our problem. <laughs> yeah. Dak is, uh, yeah, you don't want to think Dak is a, going to upset a the apple cart. Yeah, right. That's yeah. weird. That's just weird. Well, we'll find out. Um,
2: That's why they play the games.
1: Wrapping things up, it's uh, Xander and Hanley. Thank you for listening. Uh, Jake, thanks for all your work behind the scenes. And, uh, Brian, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you next Sunday, if not sooner. This is ESPN 1000. Enjoy your day.